one of millions of people throughout the world who are affected by addiction? It's a disease that touches individuals and everybody in their lives. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and Son Frankie. This is a whole person and whole family issue and needs to be tackled together in order to successfully beat this. Now, here's Mama Dukes and Frankie. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's uh, edition of Shattering the Stigma with Fuck Heroin Foundation. Uh, This is Frankie, and I'm here today with uh, Mama Dukes. Hey, guys, what's going on? And my beautiful fiance and member of Fuck Heroin Foundation, Jessica Hawkwist. Hey, guys, how you doing? We're good. How are you? Good. (laughs) So... Anyways, getting started, first of all, um, we're going to be also having Michael Pack on today. Um, he will be our newest family member working for FHF. We're happy to announce, um, and he's got an awesome story. He'll be sharing that with us shortly. Um, but one question I'd love to ask Jesse right now is um, – the struggles that come with being a mother in recovery and a couple in recovery. And we'll kind of go back and forth in between the show with you just giving us a little insight on that. Well, um, I actually got pregnant when I was three days sober. Um, I found out while I was living in a halfway house and um, I was terrified. It, uh, I could hardly take care of myself, let alone a child. Um, you know, through the nine months of pregnancy, I was able to build a program back up and, and build supports. But um, the struggles that I face today are more or less making time for myself as a person and um, not just a mom because I can't give to her if I'm not sober. And um, that's, that's really the hardest thing is making time for my meetings, making time for me, and not just time for us. Awesome. How do you, like, what are some things that you do to balance it? Um, definitely having my friends who are in recovery who are also moms helps because they keep me in check and I can keep them in check because it's easier for someone else to point out when I'm slacking than for me to catch when I'm slacking. And, um, you know, having, having play dates with them and, and then also having time for myself to go get coffee with my friends and it's, it's important. You know, I want to say I've, I've known you, what, three years now? Yeah, it's been a while. You've been in our lives, part of our family and, um, it's truly bad. I'm going to cry a blessing <laughs> to watch you grow as a mother. You are a very, very good mother. Thank you. You really are. i got to give you credit for that. Thank you. Well, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, they're getting all emotional and everything, guys. Um, hold on. I'm going to cry, too. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, uh, no, Jess, you actually have a, um, a sober mom's page, don't you? I do. Um, it's kind of a spinoff with Fuck Heroin. It just... Uh, it just kind of touches on on making time for yourself and moms being able to support other moms through recovery, whether you've been in this for years, whether you're just in it, or whether this is something that you want to do for a friend. It's, it's just kind of there for just the moms. What's the name of the page and how can they find it? It's on Sober Moms Club. It's uh, on Facebook and it, it shares a lot of fuck heroin stuff, so you can find it usually on the page as well. Awesome. Cool. And uh, you also do our Instagram for us. Um, I know you got that growing pretty fastly. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. At a pretty rapid pace. <laughs> at a pretty rapid pace. Um, you want to let them know a little bit about the Instagram page? Uh, Instagram page really just follows everything that we're doing. So any events you can find on the Instagram. Obviously, a lot of um, 
merchandise. So if anyone buys merchandise, we'd like to give shout outs to people who are doing stuff like that. And um, also just a lot of inspirational stuff that you'd also find on the Facebook. You can find on, on the Instagram too. Nice. So Mike is on the line. We're going to put him through and start doing some things and we'll get back to talking more with you, Jess. Okay. Michael. Hello, Mama. Hey, how hey, are you? I'm fine. Everything so, is uh, great. Good. We made the big announcement. You're our newest member uh, of the family working for us now. We are, like, so ecstatic to have you on our team. Welcome to the family. <laughs> I'm overjoyed, you know. Uh, in my small town of Marion, Ohio, I was up up one night, uh, beat my head against the wall, and I stumbled upon Diary of a Junkie. And uh, it was one of your pages, and it was telling people's story about when they had enough and they started setting out on their own mission to start helping people. And uh, there were a lot of deaths in my community, and there weren't there weren't many resources available. I started reaching out for resources, and uh, you guys were the first people that I got contact with, and uh, you've helped me uh, ever since that day. And uh, it's an honor to be a member of your team. Hey, you've been a walking billboard for us ever since we've met. Yes, I. I mean, I. I was looking for a stigma. Sh- free. Uh, you know, I was a natural loner my whole entire life and uh, a place that I could express myself and be exactly who I was. And that's what you guys represent. And uh, I felt like I was family since the very first phone call. Yeah, man, you definitely are family to us, bro. That's for sure. And uh, I remember the first time you called me, I think I was in Wisconsin and you started telling me a little bit about uh, Serenity Street and stuff like that, man. It was uh, it was really interesting because at that time, a lot of women were coming up missing in Chillicothe. Um, yeah. And I remember you called me up about that, and uh, we just kind of had a, had a long conversation and became uh, really good friends from there, man. And uh, I really like what Serenity Street's about, too. What do you guys do with that? Uh, what, what I did with Serenity Street, you know, there was a lot of women in our community who would uh, do anything that they had to do to get drugs, and they were being killed. And uh, people were preying upon them. So I founded Serenity Street. I wanted it to be the CNN of our community and bring in uh, resources. So I started traveling around the state and interviewing all the different halfway houses and treatment programs at every rally I went to. And then I would post those resources on my page. That way, uh, people that were scared to reach out for help for whatever reason, if they thought they were going to get thrown in jail, their family was going to judge them, or uh, they didn't know what to do, they had an automatic resource and a direct contact to a professional where they could get themselves some help without having to explain themselves to another person. Hey, why don't you do us a favor and just give us a little bit background on yourself? Uh, I was born in uh, Marion, Ohio, in a very uh, low-income neighborhood, very impoverished. both of my grandfathers died of cirrhosis of the liver before they were 55 years old. Uh, my great-grandfathers also died of cirrhosis of the liver. My mom has 12 brothers and sisters. Uh, they're all alcoholics or drug addicts, and my dad has nine. And I have uh, 71 first cousins, and I'm the only one to ever graduate from high school. Uh, my mom used why she was pregnant for me back in the 70s. 
and I was born addicted, and uh, I didn't leave the hospital until I was four years old. Now, I'm one of those people, I can't even tell you how old I was when I started using, uh, because they used to give me hot toddies to put me to sleep, and uh, sips of alcohol, and uh, blow hot smoke in my face, and uh, by the time I was nine years old, it was uh, my my ideal to pick up and use, and uh, the first time I did, I drank, got high until I passed out and got sick, and I swore I was never going to do it ever again, and... Uh, Two days later, I was down at the local park doing the exact same thing, and uh, my addiction robbed me of everything in life that I ever wanted or I ever thought that I was going to have until the point to where uh, I decided to take charge of my life and uh, get in recovery. How long have you been in recovery now, Mike? Uh, This is my uh, third time in the program. I just uh, got six years clean. my seed was planted through the courts. Uh, it took me a couple tries because my first time around, I wanted to quit using drugs, but there was a lot of other things that I wasn't willing to give up. You know, uh, the neighborhood, uh, my ex-girlfriend, and a lot of my behaviors, which kept me and led me right back to using drugs. Uh, I had three years one time, and I had over a year uh, another time. Uh, I was... Uh, given my first chance in recovery in 2004 and the judge in my hometown told me, he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but in 10 years you'll be dead or you'll be in prison for the rest of your life. And you know, exactly 10 years later, I was the drug court liaison in my community with that judge. That's amazing, man. You're, you're really a walking miracle with, you know, from the way from your life even started, you know, being addicted like that. And, you know, I don't know if I know many people that have as big of a heart as you. Uh, you do so much out there. So much. Yeah, I try I try to get out in the communities and uh, help as many people and help anyone that asks because that's what I learned in the fellowship that I belong to. They say that when the hand of our program reaches out, or well, they say when anyone anywhere reaches out, they want the hand of our program to be there. And uh, that stops all stigma right there, you know. Somebody's ready for help or they want help, uh, I'm supposed to help them. And uh, I'm not supposed to question those reasons whatsoever. And that's why I love this radio show and I always tune in because uh, you guys are fighting exactly that thing. You know, it doesn't matter uh, if somebody's using drugs, you know. Just because somebody's using drugs doesn't mean that they want to use drugs. You cannot judge someone's desire. So the name of the show is Shattering the Stigma. Um, What would you say to people out there as far as some of the stigmas you felt or, you know, ways they can deal with that? And, you know, what's your input on that? Well, uh, you know, just because something works for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for someone else. You know, uh, we all pick up drugs for different reasons and our resentments are different and our beliefs and our core values are different, and we've had things that are very similar happen to us in life that other people have had, but they're not the same. And uh, we need to put as many resources in every community as possible. That way we're more diverse. That way we can treat more people. Everybody knows that there's no one solution to this problem. Like, I'm a 12-stepper. I grew up Catholic, and... uh, 
my religion didn't work for me, but uh, I participate in a lot of faith-based organizations and programs, and it works for those people. And uh, just because somebody's given a message and I don't relate to it doesn't mean that it can't work. You know, that message is meant for somebody else, and it's my job to put put those messages out in our communities here in Ohio. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. It's like I... uh I tried to get sober through religion, and uh, it didn't really work for me because I didn't have religion or want religion, and I didn't really uh, find religion until I started working the steps. But, uh, hey, Mike, we're getting ready to go to break. Uh, we'll be back here in just a few minutes with uh, the young Jesse Hawquist, Mama Dukes, and uh, Mike Pack. So we'll talk to you guys after the break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's Busy, Stressed, and Food-Obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. What do you want to do? We'll do the 18th and the 3rd. All right, guys, we're back at Shattering the Stigma with the uh, Fuck Heroin Foundation. This is Frankie with uh, Mama Dukes, Jesse, and... Uh, so before we get started, I just want to let you guys know some of the events we have coming up instead of, in case you're in that area. Um, we've got on December 10th, Richie Webbers, who is an MMA fighter out of Ohio that we had as a guest. Was it last week? Yeah, Richie was on last week. And uh, that's in Cuyahoga County. We'll be putting up on our page, Fuck Heroin Foundation. The info on that. So anybody out in that area that could come out and support, that'd be great. Um, 
we can be reached at 419-971-KICK. Anybody that's out there that wants help, that has questions. Um, we also have an event coming up on December 11th. Uh, we don't know all the details. We're either going to have it in Sandusky or Port Clinton, but it's going to be a pretty big event. We'll give you more info on that. And then, Frankie, you want to share? Yeah, on uh, December 18th here in South Florida, um, we're actually putting together an event right now. Um, we're going to have quite a few uh, guest speakers. It's going to be a walk. We're also uh, collecting blessing bags for um, the addicts and the homeless down here and uh, the Palm Beach, Broward County area. Um, basically, we're just going to um, you know, have a walk, have some speakers, followed by uh, we're all going to go out in different cars and uh, pass, stuff, uh, pass stuff out so people know their love for the holidays. Do you want to talk about the filming that's going to be going on? And uh, while this is going on, we're actually going to be uh, a friend of mine, actually a friend of all of ours, Ellie Severino, and I are going to be, uh, it's going to be our first week filming our um, TV show, Hope Dealers, which is going to be a reality show about, uh, basically about what we do down here in South Florida and all over the country. Um, some of the bad stuff that goes on as well as a lot of the good. Um, there's actually going to be some filming going on during this event. So if you guys are in the South Florida area, I definitely encourage you guys to come. Cool. So, uh, Mike, let's pick up a little bit on the religion stuff we were just talking about. Yeah, the, the, what I thought was the dumbest thing on earth happened to be the most profound change in my life was uh, developing a relationship with a power greater than myself, you know. And uh, it was one of the hardest uh, relationships that I had to build. You know, the hardest part for me was getting all the misconceptions and beliefs and uh things out of the way and being able to form my own ideal about my higher power and uh, realizing that uh, he was always looking out for me and I had to rewind the tape through my active addiction and uh, realize that, you know, I spent 27 days in coma and I should have never woke up and that uh, I've been shot in the leg. You know, I fell out probably 20 times in my life and all the bad things that happened is that I'm here okay today and I'm going to be okay as long as I don't put one in me, you know, as an addict and an alcoholic. I'm one of those people, you know, I can't turn my will over to God and uh, take off on my journey through the rest of my life. I'm one of those people that has to constantly hit my knees every morning and every night. Sometimes I have to stop in the middle of my day. And, uh, you know, the more that uh, I turn it over and I hand it over, the more successful my life is. And uh, the more I concentrate on staying clean, the less I I concentrate on using drugs, you know. And let's face it, I did something every day to get high and drunk. And if I'm going to stay clean, I'm never coasting. I'm going to constantly have to do something every day because that's all our program offers is a daily reprieve from active addiction. Know, and I can never let up. If I do, uh, I know what happens. Um, true shit, man. True shit. You know, I've been I've been working in this field for 15 years, and that seems to be one of the things that so many addicts have the hardest time comprehending. Or they'll say, "I'm not going to do the 12 steps," or "I'm not going to do that because I don't believe in God." And it's all about 
you know, it doesn't matter. Your higher power can be a tree, it can be a piece of grass, whatever you worship as your higher power is all that that means. You know, Frankie hit his head a lot with that, uh, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I tried all kinds of religions and everything, man, because I thought I had to be tied down to one specific religion. And um, as soon as I realized that it wasn't about uh, <clears throat> a religion, but just building a personal relationship with God, um, I, I kind of found religion that way through going through the steps. But um, I never really intended on it. I was always actually kind of anti-church and uh, everything else. You know, I, I grew up Catholic and just um, kind of left a funny taste in my mouth, I guess you could say. And I just looked down on churches for the longest time. And, you know, now Jesse and I, you know, whenever we can, we go to church. We try to give uh, Olivia that option when she's old enough to make that uh, decision herself. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, Jess? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I first saw the 12 steps, the word God made me, made me bristle. Like, I didn't want anything to do with it. And I said, if uh, getting clean means that I have to be one of those Jesus freaks, I don't want anything to do with it. And, um, you know, when I first came back and finally hit that place in my life where I was done, um, my higher power was my mom because she passed away when I was younger, and, and that's who I would pray to. And it, it worked for me for a while. And the, the longer time I got sober, the more I realized it didn't have to be what I was taught as a child. And my power, or my, my God vision changed as I grew up, and, and whatever I needed, that my God was there for that. And that was the cool thing in the program for me, is it wasn't that revelation God that I'd been taught as a child. It was what I needed at that time. It was somebody who was bigger than myself, because if I'm the most important thing, I'm going to end up getting high. And that's that's really what's kept me sober is anything more than myself. So, Mike, um, part of our show is just talking about what it's like being a couple in recovery. Uh, you know, Jess and Frankie having a little one in recovery. And you've been around both of them enough. Um, what's some questions that they have? And I know you're in a relationship and, and engaged. What are some things, um, you know, that helps you stay sober and and things balancing your relationship and what some questions you might want to ask Jesse or Frankie about that also. Yeah, uh, they've got the uh, very book uh, romance going on. You know, I've happened to see them at rallies and one time uh, Frankie will be at the rally and then the next time Jesse will be at the rally and then sometimes they'll be together and Olivia will be there. And you know, you can, you can always tell a child that's love because, uh, she doesn't fear anybody. Sometimes we'll be in a crowd of up to 1,500 people and on stage and there'll be hundreds of people around us. Olivia will say hi to everybody and be herself, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No shyness there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you can definitely tell that she's loved and, you know, uh, sometimes you guys have to do the long distance thing and it takes a lot of trust and a lot of faith in each other and, and knowing that you're dedicated to each other to be able to do that and um, how did you guys know that like uh, how did you know Frankie that like Jesse was the one and that you had found her and um, everything was going to be okay and you start really building your life well I didn't she just wouldn't leave me alone man she kept following me <laughs> he had to say mom what about this girl we're still trying to decide honestly Mike <laughs> <laughs> no honestly man um when I met Jesse, I was working at a cheesesteak shop in Delray Beach, Florida called Big Al's. And um, was just kind of acting crazy. Like, you know, I was 
I was in recovery then, but I was living a crazy life. And uh, she showed up one day at my work and got some food, and we started talking. And next thing you know, I was bringing her home uh, chicken sandwiches every night. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I can say about Frankie is that he's never given up on his dream. And that's the one thing that I admired the most about him is um, – I mean, there was times when we didn't have two nickels to rub together, and he would do anything possible to help everyone around him. And that's a quality that I've always admired in him. And when I saw that, I knew that anybody who can fight that hard for a dream is, is somebody worth fighting for. You've been here since day one when we started. Yeah. Definitely lived <laughs> through the struggles. <laughs> yeah, it, it hasn't always been easy, has it? No. No. No, we go through a lot of stuff, man, especially with the traveling and everything. You know, it gets, uh, you know, I mean, you know how it is, Mike. You do a lot of events, too, man, and it's like sometimes we'll be uh, in Ohio one day and, like, Florida two days later, and it's like no sleep and just moving, grinding constantly, just go, 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 you know what I mean? And uh, I think the most important thing with that is, um, you know, whether we're out on the road together or separate, we just, we communicate a lot, and... uh try to talk about everything, you know what I mean, and stay in touch, and um, we, do, we do a lot of FaceTiming and stuff, but... Um, I think the most important thing is we don't put our relationship before our recovery. True, true. Yeah, wow. that, that's the great thing that keeps us. What about you and your girl, Mike? How do you make it work? Uh, I didn't, you know, I've never been married. I've been a bachelor my whole life, and I never planned on it, and uh, I met Corey in the rooms, you know, uh, She's in recovery. She's got uh, almost four years clean now, and uh, she's the exact opposite of me. You know, she <laughs> she's my anchor. She keeps me uh, stable and uh, grounded, and she's very well organized, and uh, she's kind of quiet. And uh, I love her to death, and I wouldn't trade her for anything. But just like uh, Jesse just said, you know, my recovery comes first because without recovery, I will not have anything. Uh, she understands that, and uh, she's kind of like Jesse and Steph. You know, I know they post a lot of stuff for the girls. Uh, she's girls with girls and guys with guys uh, because she says that girls uh, get drugs a different way than guys do and that they have different feelings and emotions than men do, and they use for different reasons. And uh, I try to only work with the guys, and I share my message with the women also, but... Uh, one-on-one, -on -one, I just work with the men. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for her. I'm blessed to have her. Well, we're getting ready to go to a commercial here in a minute. I just want to say that the uh, treatment centers that we're highlighting that we endorsed this week are Phoenix Resolutions and Chiron Treatment Center. Um, anybody that has any questions about them, needs advice on recovery, um, as a loved one that's maybe not ready, we can be reached at 419-971-KICK. And also, um, if you guys aren't familiar with Fuck Heroin Foundation, go ahead and check our page out on Facebook, like and follow it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really outside-of-the-box way to learn about uh, recovery and what not just addicts but families go through on a daily basis. Also, check out Mike's page, Serenity Street. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon after the break. Love y'all.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Hey guys, welcome back to Shattering the Stigma. It's Frankie, and I'm here with Mama Dukes and Jesse, and we got Mike Pack on the line still. Hey guys. Hey. Anyways, uh, we're just coming back from break, and uh, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, last week I wasn't available to go to Ohio for the event. We had another event. We had Recovery Fest here in, uh, in uh, Lake Worth, but uh, Mama Dukes, Jesse, and Mike, you guys were all at an event in uh, Bucyrus, man. You guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, one of the things, um, you know, we did an event in Bucyrus in the summer and met a family um, and the mother was uh, distraught at the event when we were there this time. Her son had been missing three weeks and we did a live video, Mike and I and Brandon and the mother and was AJ in it? I don't remember, but held the picture up and, um, you know, just, you were seeing, you know, how distraught she was and and how she was feeling and, you know, what was some input that you saw that how we reached out? Well, I mean, it wasn't just like she was just walking around the crowd distraught. It was, everyone was there for her doing everything they could for her. And, um, over and over again, just coming back to her, making sure she wasn't alone and, and feeling this, alone because that's that's a lot for any parent to go through. Um. So um, after Jess and I left the event, uh, 
Mike, you can take over from there because some things went on. They they were able to find his vehicle and, and tell him a little yeah, bit about. Jason was a speaker at the first event on uh, mm-hmm. National Overdose Awareness Day uh, beside all of us, and he was in the middle of a, the boat, you know. And uh, all we get is a daily reprieve. And he went missing October 14th. And his mother put out a missing re- person's report, his wife, and they'd been doing everything they could to find him. And they knew that uh, we were going to be at the event. They reached out and asked us if we could make a video and help find Jason because a lot of addicts uh, look at my page and they, they definitely look at your page and they felt that if we made a video that they would be able to find Jason. And at 7.30 at night, uh, Deb came back into the bowling alley that we were in, and she was crying, and an addict had called her, and they told her where Jason was staying over in Mansfield in the ghetto. So uh, Operation 612, the Warriors Project, and myself, along with the Demented Jesters, uh, drove from Bucyrus to Mansfield, and we surrounded the dope house. We knocked on the door. And they told us that they knew Jason, but he wasn't there, and we weren't taking that for an answer, you know, uh, because uh, we don't kick our wounded or, you know, we don't point fingers at them. And if once you're a part of our family, you're always welcome, and we'll do anything we can uh, to get you back clean. So we went into the dope house. Uh, we talked to all the addicts in there, and uh, we give them cards and offered them help and treatment. And that kind of messed their buzz up, if you know what I mean. I think that's the last thing I would ever expect. <laughs> you, but, uh, you guys didn't only go in, and they were like, what are all these cameras? And you were through the upstairs, through every single room. <laughs> and it was, you know, I'm going to yeah. post the video Very again funny. in case anybody wants to uh, to see it. It's been on our page already, but I, I'll post it again tonight. And um, it yeah. just kind of shows how we work together and what, we will not do with the people such as the Warriors and the Jesters and Brandon and 612 and all of them, how we work together as a group to save a life. There's no, uh, yeah. no limit to what you'll do. Yeah, you have to go to any length, you know, with some people. And uh, that's where we went. We recovered that vehicle. And an hour after we got back to uh, Cyrus, uh Jason received word that we were over there looking for him. He got uh, immediate contact with the family. No. Uh, that's what it takes sometimes. To let somebody know that you care about them and you love them enough that you'll you'll put yourself in harm's way to make sure that they're okay. And, and uh, that's what it took that day. So a let's talk a have- let's talk a little bit about tough love and uh, Jess, you've had experience with that. Why oh, don't yeah. you share? Um, well, basically what happened with me in my life is, uh, when I was 14, my grandparents took me in and, um, basically thought that if they put me in private school, if they gave me all these opportunities, that I wouldn't be an addict anymore, that, um, that would cure me. And obviously that didn't work. And, um, one thing led to another and I ended up moving back in with my dad when I was 18. And, um... Within a matter of months, he, he knew something was wrong. He was finding me passed out in bushes. And um, he offered me treatment, and I refused to go. And so he finally came to his wit's end and, and packed my car up and uh, handed me the keys and said, I can't watch you kill yourself anymore. And he 
sent me on my way, and that was that. And he would always answer his phone, and so would my grandparents. But the second I would ask them for money or the second I would say, this is going on, I need your help with this, they would hang up. If it didn't have to do with me going to treatment or me changing my life, they didn't want to hear about it anymore. And um, after living homeless in Miami for so long, I, I don't know if I was so much ready to get help, but I knew something had to change. And that's what it took for me was, was my dad t- cutting me off completely. You actually get a special Christmas present from your dad every year, <laughs> don't you? I do. Um, part of when I called him for help, I wanted um, a hot shower, a bed to sleep in, and a bowl of warm Chef Boyardee. And um, so every year for Christmas, I get a can of Chef Boyardee to remind me of how far I've come and where I was. That's it. Remember the struggle, guys. Remember (laughs) the struggle. Chef Boyardee. Have you had any run-ins with Tough Love or know people that have been through it, Mike? Yeah, I uh, lied to my mom, and I would always promise her that I was going to get clean. And my first time around in recovery, uh, I had no idea. I had no plans on staying clean or getting clean. I just wanted the courts and everybody to get off my back. And uh, I got sent back to jail, and I went to call my mom, and she changed her phone number. (laughs) You know, and uh, it was a year before I actually got to speak to her again. And uh, being left to my own devices, all by myself, all alone, and uh, sitting there beating myself up in that jail cell, made me desperate enough to reach out and admit that I couldn't do it on my own and that I needed help. You know, there's a 90% of drug addicts don't have the resources on their own to stay high, you know? And mm-hmm. Absolutely. We hurt the people that's closest to us that we love the most. That's who we take advantage of and we prey upon. And, uh, you know, I don't promise my mom that I won't ever use again anymore because, um, I, I was never able to keep that promise, you know, and I show her instead by all the things that I do and by staying clean and having contact with her. And, uh, I try to help with my little sister, get her into recovery. You know, I adopted my nephew, uh, all the things that I've been able to accomplish uh, since that moment. But that's what it took for me. Everybody gets up on me. No, that's awesome, man. And, uh, you know, I, I as a parent, I can tell people tough love, but it was one thing that was super hard for me to do, and it was a long time before I I did that with Frankie. And uh, I don't I know if you would have called it tough love or crazy love. Like I'd be in McDonald's getting ready to shoot up, and uh, my fucking mom's head would pop up under the porta potty, <laughs> like, oh hell no, you ain't. I could track him down anywhere. <laughs> Um, but the one time that I pulled up on a Sunday to pick him up for dinner, and you know you know that look from far away, and it was the only time that I said, no, we're not going to eat together today, you're not going to ruin my day, and um, I love you, but I'm not going to be around you. And it was the longest day of my life. I cried all day. I was sure I had killed my son, and that night at 11, I got a phone call that I can't tell anybody what route I took to his house, um, that he had overdosed. And, you know, here's what I can say about tough love to everyone. You have to do what you can live with. So it's not for every parent. You have to do what you can do in your own heart 
and be okay with. But at the same time, you, you have to find a fine line between enabling and not enabling. Um, you know, and with the holidays coming up and that, it's a hard time for people, you know, especially those that have burned bridges um, or don't have anyone anymore in their lives. What are some things or advice that you guys could give to other addicts that are going to be going through this struggle on their own for the holidays? Well, in our local area, the 12-step fellowships, they have like alcathons and narathons, and uh, everybody gets together for Thanksgiving, and they'll spend 24 hours a day, and they'll have a meeting around the hour. They have a dance going on, and uh, everybody's able to eat. You don't have to be alone on the holidays, you know. Uh, I have my biological family, and then I have my recovery family. And today, I look uh, forward to those events, but when I first got clean, uh, I thank God that they were there because I would have been left by myself all alone. What about you guys? I mean, you know, it's kind of the same thing for me. You know, my first year uh, down here, I kind of hung out at a meeting hall all day. They had an alcathon. Um and kind of like you said, Mike, you know, now I have, you know, my family, family and uh, my recovery family and my friends. And um, I mean, I know for us, you know, because uh, Jesse's family's in North Carolina, Miami. Uh, we got family in Ohio. Um, I think just the the traveling around and staying in contact, doing stuff with friends in recovery. You know, um, we also live with James and Stephanie, so we have that accountability um, but really just staying involved with people that are doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, uh, you know, especially in your first year, it can be awkward to go home for Christmas when everyone's drinking and you kind of feel like an alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was rough for me after a couple years of being clean because, you know, my family knows exactly what button to push. There was a lot of resentments because I started getting healthy and clean and a lot of them didn't. And, mm. uh, my sponsor went with me to my first Christmas, and I kept, he, he made me keep a glass of Pepsi in my hand. That way, nobody would offer me anything to drink. And we arrived late, and we left our holiday uh, dinner early. And he went with me, and I was thankful that I had that support system there. I don't know if I would have made it through that first Christmas because of all of the things that I'd done to my family, and I had been far enough in the steps yet to uh, make amends to them. So. And, uh, no, we'd like to. They are. We don't like to encourage anyone out there. Reach out. Almost everywhere has things going on, you know, at meetings and sober things through the holidays. You don't have to be alone. Um, if you're having a hard time finding somewhere to go, reach out to us, 419-971-KICK, and we'll help you find something to do in your area. Uh, We're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be back shortly. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent, healthy lifestyle. Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also drop us a line at Leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's L-E-S-H-A-1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to Shattering the Stigma. Welcome back, everybody. It's Mama Dukes here with Jesse and Frankie. What and we up, have what Mike, up? Michael Pack on the phone, our newest family member. Um, as we're going uh, into our last few minutes before the show ends, we wanted to wrap it up with a few things. Um, Mike, why don't you share what you're going to be doing with us? Yes, it's an honor. I'm going to be doing the diary of the junkie videos, and I'll be looking for organizations and people want to. Ohio that uh, decided that they were going to help the people in their local communities, you know, and if, if, if you're wanting to get the word out about your organization or about your recovery, you know, you can reach me on either the foundation's page, uh, my personal page, Michael Pack, or you can give me a phone call at 740-851-0032, and uh, besides doing diary of a junkie you know i like making names and putting videos together and uh i'll be doing a daily video blog uh bringing up one uh topic in recovery and uh addressing that how it relates to me and how i apply that stuff in my life and mike if people want to get a hold of you man um what's some of your uh social media and your phone number and stuff for people to be able to reach you yeah they can they can call me at 740-851-0032. If I don't pick up, they can leave a message. I'll get right back with them. Uh, they can reach me on my personal page at Michael Pack, or they can reach me on Serenity Street, my other social media page. Besides, and, uh, and Diary of a Junkie. Yeah, I love Diary of a Junkie. You know, all we have in recovery is our own experience, and I think it's our largest tool to help people. And the more people that share their story and put their message out there, the more diverse we are and the more people that get into recovery. So um, as we wrap up, Jess, do you want to go 
into a little detail about what you do with Fuck Heroin? Yeah. Um, basically what I do is uh, try to post stuff pertaining to uh, to females on, on the, the Facebook page as well as uh, on Instagram. Um, always trying to look for, for people who are doing stuff like we're doing and trying to share their stuff as well as getting what we're doing out there and um, trying to definitely support people who are supporting us and, and give them a shout out and, and thanks because we really appreciate that too. Uh, all of our merchandise can be ordered at www.cleanmotivesllc.com. We've got some pretty awesome clothes if you guys haven't seen it as it's well. It's getting as cold hats. up there up north, guys. Hoodies. Uh, fall time, man. Winter's Hat coming. <laughs> Get those hoodies and hats. Stay warm. You know, we've got a book that's going to be coming out in January. Each one of us from Fuck Heroin uh, put a chapter in. The uh, book is called Dare to be Sober. We'll keep you filled in on that. Um, we do what we can out there. And please don't be afraid to reach out if you're a parent that needs help knowing what to do with your child. There are laws where you can have them uh, through the courts committed to treatment. Um, 419-971-KICK. Next week, our guest speaker is Kelly Mangle, who has become a very dear friend uh, from my hometown who lost her son to an overdose on October 19th. And we're working on a big project up there with Casey's Law involving senators, representatives from the state, FBI, uh, judges, police departments. Um, so, you know, we'll be sharing those things with you as well as we get into more of that. Um, I don't know where I live. I've been to Ohio so many times this <laughs> month <laughs> working on these projects, but I can't wait till they all come to a head. You know, we've got our own little dream team, you know, Mike, Tiny and the guys from the Warriors Project. Um, Kelly, us, and that army continues to grow with people that, you know, we just work together and between us we can always find help for somebody. So don't be afraid to reach out. 419-971-KICK. Go ahead. One of the cool things about our team is uh, no matter what you're going through, there's someone who's been through it and there's someone who can relate to you um, on all aspects of addiction, whether it's family who's been touched or someone who's going through it themselves. So don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. yeah and I just want to say, you know, with the holidays coming up and everything, you know, uh, we do this show, Shattering the Stigma, every week. We're here Tuesday nights, um, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Um, anyways, we do this uh, every Tuesday. It's an hour long, you know. An addict dies uh, just about every nine minutes in the United States of America. So, um, you know, in the in the time we did this show, we probably lost anywhere from five to seven lives due to the opioid opioid epidemic. So, if you guys got an addict out there uh, that's struggling, <coughs> um, you know, just pick up the phone and let them know they're loved, man. Cause that's that's really important. Mike, um, today you shared something that we put up on the page, a new synthetic that's out. You want to hit on that a little bit? Uh, which one, Mama Dukes? The, the one you put up t today, it was like a bunch of... The U47770. Dude, I don't yeah, even know what the hell's going on. It's not even fucking drugs anymore. People are just shooting up the alphabet, man. It's getting crazy out there. Yeah, it seems like, you know, Ohio was attacked with bath salts, and we had people jumping off bridges and uh, people trying to eat dogs and all kinds of crazy stuff. And 
uh, these these companies from outside the United States are changing the chemical compound of a drug and they're manipulating it and uh, they're able to sell it on shelves legally. And there's a new drug, it's called Pinky, and it's U47700, and uh, it's killing people up in Northeast Ohio. It's been on Channel 5 in Cleveland. Uh, they've already had one death. And uh, I was reaching out to people in our local areas because of the trouble that we had with the mass salts. That's the last thing we need with fentanyl, carafentanyl, heroin, and uh, all the pills coming into this area from Detroit for being pressed. But who knows what mm-hmm. went on? There's another uh, synthetic opioid to add to this epidemic. Yeah, it's that W18 or something like that from and Canada. You know, the thing about it is Narcan doesn't work on that, and they're at a loss on what to do with people when they go into something due to synthetics. Um, and that's yeah. the scarier part. And it seems like it's the grassroots organizations in Ohio that are leading the way, you know. Uh, we've still got a little way to go with legislation and some of the, uh, you know, uh, political communities in our state. And uh, it's important anytime any one of us see something like that to inform as many people as possible. You know, I've got over 5,000 people on my regular page, and that's, that's 5,000 people know that there's a new drug set on drugstores in Ohio that's killing people, you know, and I always try to be one of the first people to get that information out. We've lost too many. I've lost 72 friends so far to this week, and, you know, we don't have to lose another one. Overdose death is the number one preventable death in the United States of America. We We're getting ready to wrap the show up. Um, a couple things we'd like to leave you with is... You know, first of all, we reach about 4 million people with Facebook. Um, If there's anything that you guys would like to see us put up there that would be helpful, send us a message. Send us a private message. You can email us, lesha1120 at gmail.com. You can call us, 419-971-KICK. and um, you can also reach us through Instagram, uh, Diary of a Junkie on uh, Facebook, um, Clean Motives LLC, uh, Altruistic Plane on Facebook. Uh, we have quite a few pages out there, um, Sober Moms Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I just want to thank uh, my beautiful fiance, Jesse. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mike Pack. Thank you so much. And Mama Dukes, and uh, thank you guys. And if no one told you guys they love you today, we love you, and fuck heroin. Fuck heroin. Fuck heroin. Thank you for being part of the show today. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Shattering the Stigma on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You're not in this fight alone. We're here to help.